Good afternoon, everyone. It's Shana Guzman here with my final part of A Rose and Thorns, The Beauty and Hardship. Throughout this three-part podcast, I have reflected on so much, and since I had scrutinized and elucidated on my feelings of the power in place, today I'll do the same on identity. In this podcast, we will focus on my ideas on identity when emphasizing the idea that it can influence the decisions we make intentionally or unintentionally. So I want to start with the question, what is identity and what makes up your identity? Just think for a moment because I know there's different ideas on what makes up identity and what we feel is our identity. So just think about that as we go through my podcast. So I remember doing the project for Culture Iceberg in English 11. And when we were learning about culture, we found out that there were three different levels. And we correlated it to the idea of an iceberg because with an iceberg, it's this big block of ice that you see that looks small when it's above water, but you don't see that there's an attachment on the bottom underwater water that's so big. And that I, that correlates with what culture is because there's these three different levels which is the first level is the one that everyone sees so the one the part that's above water and as you keep going underwater you get to the second level which is the culture you know like you show when you when people get to know you and then it's the third level which is your deepest culture that you like hold close and it takes a while for you to tell these people this sometimes you don't even tell people this this type of culture because you don't feel comfortable or you feel like it's something that doesn't need to be shared and I felt like knowing the parts of your culture that you share and those that you keep inside is very essential because they tend to sort of go against each other the values that you keep on the surface versus those that you show through time and it builds this idea of incorporating all those types of cultures into what you do and into your identity to like make decisions and I feel like that's very important because there's certain things that people see in the exterior like my Puerto Rican identity and that's something that I do keep you know into my decisions and I do acknowledge but there's certain things that I keep inside as my culture that I don't tell people about or that only people who are really close to me know that I incorporate into my identity as well. And I started thinking about PGC and how we had one of our um, lessons for the freshmen called Culture Cake. I remember doing a freshman year with my PGC too. And it just gave us different like ideas of what, to, what, may, what you may incorporate in your culture. And some examples were like ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, nationality, birth order, age, you know certain stuff like that that builds up your culture and I feel like culture and identity are very similar and we tend to like juxtapose them or like parallel them enough that sometimes people even like think of them as the same thing or like people feel like they shouldn't be the same thing because they're completely different and it just it depends on your take on what you see identity and culture and This leads to 
my idea that of social media and how that influences our identity, both adversely and fortunately. Because, you know, social media, when we look at Instagram or Snapchat, we see these ideas that, or we see these lifestyles, like I said in my Power Podcast, that we see these lifestyles that we like and we want. And we kind of sort of compare them to what we live now. And it makes it seem like what we have now isn't good enough because we see these ideas and these perfect lifestyles on social media. So it kind of hurts how we see our identity. But on the other hand, people also use social media to like support each other, especially as people of color. And I just want to say happy Juneteenth. I'm so happy it's like being considered a holiday that is so important. And I felt that was something that should be acknowledged and it's so great that it is and people on social media do emphasize the meaning of Juneteenth enough that Cuomo wants to make it a celebrated holiday for workers which is a big step I believe it's a big step you know and I feel like social media can be used in a great way to like build our identities because especially with this whole situation being emanated from the death of George Floyd and people like trying to push for Black Lives Matter and people of color being racially profiled or going under police brutality, you know. And I feel like it's very important to use social media to build on our identities and build this unity within each other, you know. So that's just one of the ways social media has always influenced our identity. And this kind of is a segue into like the perception we have on the struggle and identity in TV shows. So I want to talk about one of the two TV shows that I watch that I feel like really go under the idea of identity influencing your decisions or even people struggling with their identity in high school and like people acting like those actors acting as people our age and in our generation struggling with their identities and like very similar things that happen or realistic way things that happen in life and I want to talk about um 13 reasons why because this last season got me so emotional confused and everything but I really wanted to talk about it because you know, not only did I just recently watch the last season, but I felt like it stuck into the idea of identity, especially because there's a lot of characters that do struggle with their identity. Like, for example, Tony. I feel like Tony is a good example, especially since his family was undocumented, except for him and his little sister. So they all got deported. And he had to find a way to try to get money while working in school and trying to maintain their business, their auto shop. So I felt like that was really important to, because it's very realistic. You know, there are people struggling in this world with their identity that their parents are, you know, not, I wouldn't say legal because that's like not the right word, but aren't documented. And I feel like it's very important to call upon that because there are 
people who do struggle with identity and these TV shows really emphasize this. Sometimes they have like a unrealistic twist to it, you know, like killing students and stuff like that because, you know, which does happen, by the way. But the way they perceive it sometimes in TV shows is not really realistic, you know. But I felt like his was a good example. And bringing up him, I want to say how I'm so happy that the Supreme Court went against Trump's decision to get rid of DACA. I was so happy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just so happy today because so much stuff is falling into place. You know, happy Juneteenth. You know, people realizing that Trump's idea of getting rid of DACA was like not necessary. It's like, you know, and that kind of gets into one of the other characters, Jessica, and how she was sexually assaulted. She was raped. And after testifying against her assaulter, she gained the strength to encourage others who have been in the same place as her. And her struggle with identity was, it was very hard to like, for her to acknowledge the fact that she was sexually assaulted and she was raped throughout the TV show. And she like kind of built this strong demeanor on, you know, as she says, not supporting the patriarchy and encouraging other females to rise up against those boys in school who, you know, have raped or have sexually assaulted people in the school. And that kind of goes into another character. Like, I want to talk about a few characters because I feel like 13 Reasons Why, like, shows a lot of struggles and identity, and they're very realistic. I want to talk about Justin and how when he came from, he's coming from a mother who's an addict, and when we find out that, I don't want to, like, if you didn't watch season three, I'm so sorry. Like, if I'm about it, this is a spoiler alert, you know, like, I'm going to talk about it. It's not really a spoiler on, like, what happened, but spoiler alert. If you haven't watched season three, close your ears for, like, ten seconds, okay? But him being sexually assaulted by his mother's boyfriends and him, like, telling the world and people in the school that he's a survivor from sexual abuse and that kind of influence him getting into drugs and getting into this deep spiral of using heroin and stuff like that and it's a struggle and I feel like him trying to build on himself after and trying to not relapse is very important and it shows the struggle in identity because there are kids out there who do struggle with drugs and it may emanate from what's at home it may not but the fact that they were able to comment on that in this show, it's very important. And finally, I want to talk about Monty. You know, sometimes he's very slept on because of the stuff that he did. I'm not saying what he did was excusable. It's not. But I want to talk about how he was physically abused by his parents and he was struggling with his sexuality. That part actually does happen to a lot of people. You know, physical abuse at home is very common. And people struggling with their sexuality is very common. And when you're being physically abused like he is, you tend to feel like, and like his ideas of his father, he tends to feel like his sexuality won't be accepted by everyone else. So he tends to hide it and he doesn't want people to know because he feels like it's him being weak. That's why he enforces this pain on other people because of the pain that he's feeling internally at home 
and because he can't show his sexuality. And he doesn't even, he's very confused by it. So I feel like 13 Reasons Why is a good example on how people struggle with their identity in high school and the perception of identity in these TV shows is very important because it does catch the eye of our generation and like teenagers now, you know, young adults now. And it's very important to show like, it's okay to have a struggle in your identity. It's okay, it is realistic to have these situations happen as long as you, it depends on what kind of decisions that you make from these identities that you're making great ones to, you know, like, your identity, some things that happen in your life may not be fortunate, but that doesn't mean that the person you're becoming has to be as bad as that. You can build upon that and be something greater. And I feel like 13 Reasons Why was a good example. And then I want to talk about Euphoria because I've been waiting for the next season to come out. And, you know, this coronavirus kind of like, you know, it's kind of a setback because I know it's not happening. But with Nate and him struggling with his sexuality because his father's actions and his father's sexuality is really important, too, because he was very he is still he's still confused about his sexuality, you know, with his abuse with Maddie and like his love for jewels. I really think he loves jewels, but that's my opinion. And that's another example. I don't want to get too much into it because this podcast is already really long and I got a lot more to say. But I want to go into the idea on how identities can conflict. And a great example is LGBTQ movements. And I want to say happy Pride Month. You know, that's another celebration we got to emphasize, accentuate. But it is the month of June, so happy Pride Day. And I know that sexual orientation and their identity has been hard, you know, because of how other people, outsiders may perceive it. I know it's been a struggle. And I know, like, it's even a struggle now for some people because of their sexual orientation. And I just want to emphasize how great, like, how great these people are, you know. Because I know people myself who are part of the LGBTQ movement. I do have family part of that as well. And I want to emphasize Obergefell versus Hodges, where people were licensed to same-sex marriage. I felt like that was very important, very important time in life that emphasized, that made people feel okay about bringing out their sexual orientation because they were able to be licensed to marry people who they're in love with, whether or not they're the opposite sex. So I thought that that was really important. And there's a lot of conflicting identities when it comes to LGBTQ. I want to talk about there was this court case where it was religion versus sexual orientation, where there was this bakery that did not want to supply a gay couple with a wedding cake because they're religion. And it kind of conflicts because religion is part of your identity. And you do get freedom of religion in the First Amendment, but sexual orientation is also part of your identity. And equal protection and equality, no matter sexual orientation, is in the 14th Amendment. So you see that conflicting identity a lot. 
especially using LGBTQ as an example. And even myself, I do struggle with conflicting identities. You know, being a Puerto Rican female does influence my decisions a lot. I do make sure, like, my identity does influence my decisions in a great way. And also being a person of color and not only witnessing but undergoing certain inequalities, especially because I'm going to slide more towards the fact that with Puerto Rico's not even being cared for, even after Hurricane Maria, that was so long ago, and we're still, like, devastated by that. And that, like, really hurts because I can't even go over there, you know, even if I want even if I want to so badly because it's not really a good idea to go over there. You know, the earthquakes that hit and even the high coronavirus outbreak, like, people don't really understand how bad the coronavirus outbreak is over there. And it's not really accentuated or emphasized. And there's people in Puerto Rico that are, like, really struggling and... I can't do nothing yet because of this whole coronavirus. I can't help and I really want to help. And I feel like that's something with my conflicting identity, you know, being Puerto Rican and also being too young that I feel like I can't make a change when I actually can. And I feel like I should because, you know, they need help. There's people in this world, there's people of color who need help that I need to, and just witnessing it and not doing anything the same thing as letting it happen and that is not okay and I don't want to be a part of that group and being Puerto Rican itself is a conflicting identity because we're not really seen as fully Spanish because we're Americanized so I me as a Puerto Rican you know I grew up in like relatively like black neighborhood you know and it's kind of hard because you know as a Puerto Rican as part of that Spanish you know heritage it's very hard because you don't go through the exact injustices you do go through injustices because you know like the Tainos were enslaved you know we were taken over by the Spanish colonizers you know we do have African blood in us you know, we do have that, you know, blood in us, you know, and we did face oppression from white people, Europeans, the Spanish, to be exact, and it's very conflicting, because since we don't speak Spanish, we're not fully considered Spanish, but when we do speak Spanish, we're not considered fully American because of that part, and it's kind of conflicting, because we may be part of America, but we are this little territory, this little island that's not connected to America. So we're not really thought of as Americans. I mean, look at what's happening over in Puerto Rico. And we're not even being considered, you know. And it's very hard. And I just wanted to emphasize that. And I know I'm about to make 20 minutes on this podcast. It's just like a lot of information. And I have so much more I want to talk so much more about it, but this is all on my Rogerian argument structure plan, so I'm going to leave it here. I'm sorry if you want this 20 minutes is, like, too much for you, but I don't know. I really felt connected to this word the most, and I don't know. I really, I don't know. I, hmm.
since it's the end of high school, I feel like I want to go with bang, talk about it as much as I want, you know, so I'm going to just leave it at that because we're at 20 minutes already. And I just want to end with happy Juneteenth, happy Pride Month, and I'm so happy that Supreme Court ruled against Donald Trump's elimination of the DACA program. So, you know, small steps, but big steps, big steps, big steps against, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm talking so much, I'm sorry, but I'm going to miss this, I'm going to miss high school, my last podcast, and I'm talking so much, I'm sorry, Miss Lawrence, if you're the only one that hears this, but bye.